Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all-time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. A disturbing report has come out from the Chicago Board of Education about the systematic grooming and abuse of children. Now, the story that is on the screen currently is not that story. I want to give you a few moments before we get into the darker element of what's been going on and what's being exposed. And I want to just briefly highlight the cultural elements that are allowing such a thing to occur. And that's why I'm highlighting a story from the Post Millennial about a trans activist getting woman fired. I was talking to one of my skate buddies and they were just saying they don't want to they don't want to speak out. You know, they don't mind saying some things, but they don't want to get political. It's not them. It's not what they do. They're not interested in talking about these things. And I said to them, listen, dude, I said to him, my guy, there are children today that are skateboarders and they don't hear a word from you about what you believe in, who you support, who you vote for, what you want for this world. But I'll tell you who, who they are hearing from the groomers in their schools and the abusers. Now, the reason why people don't want to speak up is exactly this story. They don't want to get fired. They don't want to risk their lives. And that's what the groomers want. Now, of course, to clarify for this segment, when I'm talking about groomers, the media may lie and say, I'm just simply talking about LGBTQ people when I'm not. I'm quite literally, literally only referring to people who are targeting children to groom them. They write in academic papers their intent. They outright say they're doing it. And then they use the media to try and smear people like me or James Lindsay and many others, libs of TikTok, because while they do it certainly more than I do, anyone challenging their attempt to target children must be stopped. So to my friends, as it is fresh in my mind, who are refusing to speak up, you have to think about how the kids are being targeted and you aren't there to defend them. You aren't there to be a positive role model. You aren't there to explain your views. Your views do not exist to them. 15-year-old kid right now has no idea what you think because you won't say it. Meanwhile, the schools are abusing them. So let's talk about that. Because we talk about groomer quite a bit. And the media says it's a slur because they're trying to cover up what's really going on. And now we have a report coming out showing just how bad it really is. But it's not all bad news. I do not want to start off a segment leaving you thinking there is nothing but despair. Because in the conversations I have with my friends, people I've known for my whole life, there is a light. 
people are starting to say, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. The tides are starting to turn. People are starting to speak up and the funding is beginning to appear. And we very well may. Well, I shouldn't say it that way. I'll say we will. We'll win. Why? Because this stuff is wrong. You know, nobody, nobody cares. Okay. In my, my company, in my friend group, in my spaces, if you're LGBTQ, in fact, man, more, more power to you. A lot of friends are LGBTQ. We care about if you're abusing children, like these reports suggest. I'm not talking about, again, the LGBT. I'm talking about people who abuse kids. That's what we're concerned about. So let's read it. And then we'll read this story because I want to make sure we, we cover the, the cultural elements here. Before we get started, my friends, head over to TimCast.com. Become a member. Click that beautiful little join us button. You see that right there? Click join us. Sign up, become a member, support our work directly. As a member, you'll get direct access to uncensored members-only segments of the TimCast IRL podcast. A huge library of content from a ton of people like Alex Jones and Steve Bannon. And it's good fun. Not so family-friendly, so you've been warned. But it helps support the work we're doing. And I will say this. For this segment, for those that didn't hear it in the other segments, this Saturday, coming up, I will be in Washington, D.C. at Freedom Plaza to skate. And I want you all to come and hang out. I'm going to bring my friends. We're going to have a good time. Maybe 50 people show up. Maybe 500 people show up. Maybe nobody shows up. Maybe nobody cares that I'm going to be there. You know, okay, cool. I'm just saying it because I'm not afraid. I'm going to live my life. I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to skate. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to hang out with my friends. And I want you to do the same as well. I don't want to sit here and ask you to speak up and then not be in, 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 a, in a forward-facing position. Now, don't get me wrong. I think doing these shows and doing these segments is quite literally speaking up. I do it for a living. But no, no, no. I'll, I'll, I will physically appear in these spaces too. Become a member at TimCast.com. To support us, if you agree with our cultural endeavors, we're setting up a coffee shop and physical location, skate shop, skate company. We're doing a whole bunch of cultural stuff. Obviously, we're doing music. We're going to keep doing it. We're going to keep doing it no matter what. And we're going to try and provide funding and, keep, and, and opportunity to people who are going to have an impact as well. Let's jump into the first story. And the reason why I held off on showing this clip in the immediate was because it's tough. It's tough. And it's going to piss off a lot of people. I mean, you are going to, you are going to read this and you are going to say, I, I, I am very, 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 I'm mad about this. This is why we need you to speak up. This is why I'm willing to go and stand and, 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 and announce my presence and say, look, I'm here, dude. You got beef. I don't know you. I don't care. We cannot allow this grooming and this manipulation of children to persist. The story from the Daily Caller. Inspector report found hundreds of Chicago teachers allegedly sexually groomed and raped students. Chicago Board of Education's Office of Inspector General annual report found hundreds of Chicago public schools teachers were accused of adult to student sexual misconduct in the 21 to 22 school year. The OIG's Sexual Allegation Unit opened 447 cases investigating teachers for allegedly grooming, assaulting, or raping CPS students last school year. Following the 325 opened in uh, 2021, of the open cases, the SAU closed 600 of the past 12 over the past 12 months, according to the OIG annual report reported by Chicago City Wire. SAU investigated a Chicago high school substitute teacher for grooming several students for sex and engaging in acts with them with at least one on school property, the OIG found. The CPS teacher allegedly talked to students about their sex lives in person, 
and through social media, cell phones and other common grooming techniques. Whoa, 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 whoa. According to the OIG, you mean talking to students about their sex lives is grooming? I was told that's just claiming that gay people exist. Interesting. The report stated the teachers gave the student unnecessary passes to exclude her from class and encouraging students to confide in him about personal problems. SAU claims he made intimate physical contact with students, including kisses, hugs, back rubs, openly solicited acts such as kissing a student to recruit another student for a <clears throat> multiple party endeavor. SAU reported the JROTC staff member and the students exchanged hundreds of text messages that were overtly sexual, including I'm ready to F. I'm not going to be gentle either. Chicago Police Department arrested the JROTC staff member and charged him with eight counts of criminal assault and one of aggravated, aggravated criminal abuse, according to the report. Several of the open cases involving CPS affiliated adults exposing students to pornographic images included one high school teacher who accessed porn while he was sharing his screen with minor students. Let me do this. Right here. I got a book. It's called Gender Queer. I got no issue with the, uh, the queer people involved in that book. I have an issue with the behaviors they've engaged in, such as the pushing of this book on children, which includes pornographic images. That's it. I don't care that Maya Kobabe is non-binary. Live your life, man. Be free. Be happy. No problems. Dave Rubin gets a lot of flack because he uh, adopted some kids. People on the right are criticizing him. I like Dave Rubin. And I think, you know, I hear a lot of criticism of the guy. And, uh, you know, it gives me pause. And I hear these things and I'm like, did Dave really do that? Did Dave really say that? And then you sit down and talk with the guy and you're like, screw the haters, man. Dave's legit. I like Dave Rubin. I know nobody's perfect, but Dave's got some kids and he's gay married. And you know what? I'm glad he has kids because those kids are going to be raised by someone who knows what the F they're talking about. For all the criticisms you could say of Dave, for all the things you think he gets wrong, that's fine. But he's a classically liberal guy who at the very least is pushing back on the wokeness. And this means that we can have diversity in the true sense. This means that we can have good people, LGBTQ or otherwise. It's not about that. But I'll put it simply, you know, I think Dave's going to Dave's going to be a good dad. And I want to I want to stress that point because we need more people of good ideas who believe in responsible responsibility, meritocracy, and all those things, individual liberties, to be raising kids. Now, some people on the right don't like it because they don't want kids raised around this stuff or introduced to it. I think parents can decide what they think is appropriate for their kids, and that has varying degrees. The issue with the schools, the teachers are hiding it from parents. They're grooming the kids by showing them pornographic materials. They're putting books like this in the schools that have images in it that children should not be looking at. Now, if a parent decides it's right for their kids and they want to, well, then there's some questions because it's, it's not it's not always so easy. Parents should not be showing their kids outright pornographic materials. But there is a question of what is appropriate sex ed for kids. And you know what? I defer to parents in a lot of ways. And that means in some circumstances, don't get me wrong, the school might want to have a, a sex ed thing talking about LGBT stuff. I got no issue as long as the parents know. And there's a line that's not being crossed. Putting these books in schools without telling parents, that's the line. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online 
and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Several of the open cases involved CPS-affiliated adults exposing students to, to, to pornographic images. Isn't that funny? The report applauded the OIG's SAU's ability to manage its extraordinarily high case, case volume without compromising the quality of its investigations. Isn't it funny that they're outright saying what we've been calling out as grooming? There are other stories, like this one from December 1st. Oklahoma principal pastor groomed and assaulted male students. Federal lawsuit. Cody Barlow, 33, is alleged to have groomed male students before abusing them. It happens a lot. I want to throw it to our good friend James Lindsay. Because he points out exactly what's going on with the grooming. This is something you need to understand. James Lee says, why expose so many kids to drag in schools to stimulate their, quote, queer imagination? That's what it says. The playful practice of queer imagination in early childhood. He says, well, this looks so interesting. Drag queen, quote, drag queen story hour provides a generative extension of queer pedagogy into the world of early childhood education. Generative equals frere, by the way. As I've been saying, the drag queens are about creating generative themes in education. Quite literally, they admit to grooming. He says, wow, the point of drag queen story hour in schools, according to the first paragraph of this fascinating paper, is to bring reading each other to filth, to early childhood education, to bring queer knowing and being to young children. Grooming. That's what they said. That's what they said. James Lindsay tweeted, reading foundational queer theory. Their dialectic opposite of innocence is initiation. It's a Gnostic cult. And this explains so much. In particular, it explains their war on childhood innocent. The cult. Let me explain. My, my buddies who skate are worried about getting canceled. Because these skate companies have become overtly woke. They've allowed the cult to infiltrate. Screw them. Start doing your thing. Figure it out. You cannot bend the knee to cult members. And they are. Wokal Distance tweets, before you dismiss what James is saying here, think of it this way. Woke gender theorists have built an ideology that says men can give birth, women can have penises, and children can change and select their gender. Their problem is nobody else believes this but them. That means that the people who believe their ideology are like a little club. They all believe this and want to spread their ideology to anyone they can. But how are they going to do this? Their beliefs are so absurd that any clear thinking adult is going to reject them. With that said, here's what's going on. The woke gender theorists think they are, they are special and have access to knowledge the rest of us don't have. Gender theorists think the rest, of, the rest of us have been brainwashed by society into thinking all humans are either male or female. Woke gender theorists think that all of society was created by straight white males to advance their goals, prestige, power, privilege, and interests of straight white males. And for that reason, literally everything in society is structured to advance the interests. Hence why they say white supremacy. They're not literally talking about white supremacy. They're talking about this insane cult worldview. 
of straight white males. Everything. Hockey, buildings, McDonald's, the English language, roads and highways, the sewer system, light posts, everything in society is built for the benefit of straight white males. Everything in society is built by and for straight white males. Everything in society either implicitly or explicitly perpetuates the assumptions and ideas of straight white males. And if no one else is aware of this perpetuation of straight, uh, my, uh, no one else is aware the perpetuation of straight male ideas is happening. Mm-hmm. So the gender theorists think the way straight males have structured society ensures everybody in society is assuming in a sea of straight male ideas and being socialized to accept their ideas without realizing it. Everyone that is except woke gender theorists. Everyone is asleep at the wheel, casually being socialized into straight male idea. Some examples are what we're being socialized into. Everyone is either male or female. Only women give birth. Only men can have penises. Men and women are different, etc., etc. You get the point. How is this happening? How is it that these schools are initiating people? This is why I said, there's a quote on my Wikipedia page, that Tim Pool doesn't believe in the left-right paradigm. He believes in the uninitiated and the initiated. This means that there are people who don't know what's going on, and they want to be left alone. Initiated means they have been approached and presented with ideas. It's in essence a politically neutral way to say woke or red-pilled. Woke means the same thing. You've adopted the ideas of the woke cult. You now see what they see. Red-pilled means you've woken up to what the cult is. You now see what we see. I just say initiated. You have taken a person who is not paying attention. You have given them the information. Now they're involved. Red-pilled kind of exemplifies it in any way, but they've, they've seen the world for what it is. But I don't know which direction that is. I'm just saying they can see something happening. How is this spreading so rapidly to children? I give you the story I brought up in the beginning. Trans activist gets women fired from video game company for crime of following Ian Miles Chong and libs of TikTok on Twitter. So I had a conversation. I've had many conversations. Pro skateboarders, man, I've been harping on for a little bit because, uh, you know, we're, we're planning on launching some skate stuff. There's a handful of pro skaters who are legit and just scream to the high heavens. And there are many who won't. So as I stated in the early part of this segment, I'll explain and then we'll read the story. You right now, you sitting there, my friend, who won't speak up, understand that around you in your community, there are children. There are teenagers. They are absorbing what they hear and what they see. And you've shut up. That means your ideas don't exist to them. That 13-year-old kid, he never heard of your heroes, John Locke. Who's that? Certainly knows who Marx is, though, because you won't speak up. That's how they win. In 10 years, that kid's going to be voting, and he's going to be like, I have no idea what you're talking about. You're going to say, dude, don't you know anything? No, I've never even heard of these people. And it's because 10 years prior, you wouldn't speak up. And this is what they want. This is why they'll get you fired for simply just following somebody. The Post Millennial reports on Friday, the video game company Limited Run Games fired their community manager, Kara Lynn, after a far left trans activist demanded the company either fire Lynn because she followed conservative users uh, or lose their support. Ian Miles Chong tweeted that this happened, basically. According to an Observer article from 2012, Purple Tinker is a biological male who identifies as transgender. An activist who founded BronyCon, a convention for adult men who like to dress up as characters from My Little Pony. Chong posted the screenshot. The community manager for Limited Run Games 
at Carolyn0326 is a transphobe who follows a veritable who's who of right wing transphobic creeps. Unless and until she is fired from the company permanently, I am not giving them another single dime. Purple Tinker tweeted at the company on January 6th. At 540, that Twitter account, Limited Run Games, said, LRG respects all personal opinions. However, we remain committed to supporting an inclusive culture. Upon investigating a situation, an employee was terminated. Our goal as a company is to continue to foster a positive and safe environment for everyone. That's interesting. What did Carolyn do? She followed some people. I follow leftists and people on the right. It's a cult. This is the point. They don't want you following them because you learn. They don't want anyone to hear what you have to say because they are grooming kids politically and sexually. If you don't speak up now, the children will grow up and they'll have nothing. They will believe nothing. James Lindsay posts this image, a Twitter user who said, if you support women and queer liberation, you must also support children liberation, not to deny it. Because many of these people are outright pedos and they're using this to their advantage. But they're just basically trying to destroy the system. It's a chaotic force. There's no good that comes of this. If our structures collapse, it's not white males. There are many people of various backgrounds who've contributed to the success of this country. And that's and it's and it's silly because if you look at Japan, certainly not males and and China, for instance, yet they have a massive impact on the world and technology as well. What a silly prospect. Straight white males. It's not all bad news, my friends. I implore you to speak up to make sure that young people are hearing your ideas, same as uh, they're hearing any other idea. But we have this from the post-millennial as well. 11 states move to criminalize child sex change treatments under newly proposed laws. Republican state lawmakers are seeking to ban gender affirming care for youth due to the the complete lack of quality evidence to support it. The irreversible nature of the interventions and the sharply rising rates of detransition. Oh, I love you post-millennial guys, because they always have clips where you can clearly see it's the Timcast IRL studio. Hey, that's where I'm at right now. Super cool. More than 20 bills aimed at criminalizing child sex changes have been introduced at the beginning of the 2023 legislative sessions, reports the Associated Press. Republican state lawmakers are seeking to ban so-called gender-affirming care for youth due to the complete lack of quality evidence to support it, the invasive and irreversible nature of the interventions, and the sharply rising rates of detransition and regret. But you see... If they surgically alter you, they trap you. They remove you from the gene pool. They're, they are sterilizing children. To what end? Don't look at me. Maybe it's because they believe in the rights of kids. Okay, well, then what about the right of that kid to grow up and be able to reproduce and have a family? They take that away. Billions of years of evolution will end with you if you do not have children. Never forget. It's kind of a scary thought, to be completely honest. Every single person before you successfully reproduced That's a fact. (laughs) Until you have a family, my friends. 11 states, Kansas, Kentucky, Missouri, Montana, New Hampshire, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, and Virginia have proposed legislation to protect children and adolescents from what one pediatric neurosurgeon recently called an extraordinary medical atrocity. The interventions performed by gender-affirming care providers include experimental puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, the combination of which is thought to leave the young person infertile. Next comes surgery. I'm going to say it, and you've been warned. The surgery on a young biological male 
is to create a wound, to graft intestinal material into the wound for one singular purpose. For someone to gratify themselves by inserting themselves into the wound. I'm sorry if it's, if it's, if it's, if it's, I don't know, hard to listen to. Women and men have body parts. They perform functions. The women have a body part for which they can uh, birth a child. Men have a body part for which they can present their genetic material to the female. In these surgeries, they create a, for, for females who want to be male, a, mus- a chunk of muscle and blood vessels wrapped in skin from the arm or legs to simulate an organ that serves no real purpose. And for males who want to be female, they graft a wound that must be kept open, a, a, a wound that an individual would use to pleasure, pleasure themselves. There is no reproduction. There is no purpose beyond that. Thinking about it that way, to me, I was just like, this is crazy. You know, there are, there are many trans people we've had on the show, we respect, that just say outright there's no point in bottom surgery because it doesn't do anything other than create a wound for someone else's pleasure. And that's kind of a horrifying thought in, in many ways. Now, we don't want people to, to end their lives. We don't want people to be depressed. We don't want people experiencing severe gender dysphoria to the point where they don't want to be alive because we don't want people to die. And so we need to find alternatives to whatever this thing is that we're doing. Because it clearly, if you look at the data, it's just, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. But these laws, in my opinion, show that uh, it's not all bad news. I mean, that initial report that I highlighted, that's scary stuff, man. The grooming is happening. They know it. But there is pushback. There is change. Take a look at this. From TimCast.com. Seattle Public Schools sue social media platforms for worsening mental health crisis among students. Well, well, that's really cool. I'm not a big fan of Seattle, but yeah. Social media apps are driving a lot of this depression and identity crisis for people. They don't know who they are. They don't believe. Ideas aren't being given to them. For every kid who doesn't know their own gender because they're confused, I want you to remember that you, those of you, who didn't speak up said nothing. These kids need guidance. They need a culture and a community of people who are saying this is, this is not. They're not getting it because you're scared. Don't be scared. I don't know what else to say. But the pushback is here, along with the banning of these laws. People are speaking up. From the College Fix. Professor advises students to report scholars who bash white people or Christians to DEI office. I have said this for years. Yes, do this. If you work at a job. And they come up to you and they're like, you know, white people are bad. Say, hey, that's racist. Go to the go to the HR and say they are making racial make racist comments. And if they say, what were the racist comments? Be like, I will not repeat them. Remember the Netflix guy? He was explaining what words were offensive. So they fired him. He didn't call anybody a name. He just said, here's a list of words that are offensive. He was forced into HR and they said, what did you do? And it was like explaining these words were offensive. What words? These ones. He said them fired. So you at your job and someone says white people, Christians immediately go to HR and say, you know, Jane Doe, she was saying a whole bunch of racist stuff and I want it taken care of now. If they try and use the DEI woke garbage, call them out. Now, some people have said, yeah, but the HR department won't listen. Yeah, they will. The whole reason they're doing this is because they're scared of liability. They're scared of being sued. You go to them and say they made a bunch of racist comments and they're going to be like, What did they say? 
Or they may just say, we'll take care of it. But if they ask you what they said, say, you will never get me to repeat those horrible words. They said racist things. They disparaged people based on their race. That's it. I am done bringing it up. I told you it happened and I want it taken care of. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. That's what I'd do, at least. That's what I'd do. I'd be like, they were ragging on people's religions and they were insulting religions. They will get a talking to. Company doesn't care what they said. They won't know. They're just going to be like, you can't do that. Then these people are going to be like, uh oh. And then we go back to the meritocratic way. We go back to the don't rag on people based on their race or religion regardless. College Fix says, a professor recently began to to advance his idea on how to combat onerous progressive ideologies on campus. Go to the HR offices, go to the Title IX offices, go to the DEI offices. Conservative students should file complaints for speech that attacks their identity, especially when it comes from a professor. Quote, there is a perception that the DEI and Title IX offices exist just to support leftism, a leftist activism. There's nothing keeping students from filing complaints on the basis of their own protected classes. You could be a straight white male. It doesn't mean you can't be protected by Title IX. He said Title IX, as it's interpreted today, protects from anything that creates a hostile environment for a student on the basis of their sex, gender, religion, orientation, etc. For example, if a professor vitriolically bemoans the scourge of heterosexual male Christians during lectures, that could be the basis for a complaint. So go file it. Really is that simple. Now, you can go in there and say he was ragging on white people and they may say, get out. Or you can just say what I said and be like, I am not going to repeat those words. It was so horrible. I am deeply offended. I am tired of hearing them say racist things. And they're going to go in and say, stop talking about race. We're going to get sued. And he's going to be like, I don't know what I said. I don't know what I said. Because in their brains, they're like, it's not racist when we rag on people based on race. That's what they think. So make them. Put up or shut up. He was going to say, he told the fix, it would force the DEI office to investigate one of their own. What's more, he added, the professor who loves critical race theory and explaining how white people are the worst, it's going to make them think twice. That's right. If they have been through a seven-month ordeal with a DEI office. Finally, and perhaps most importantly, it creates a paper trail. You force the DEI office into establishing a track record. If they find in favor of a black student or Hindu student, but then come to a male and say, I don't like how my professor talks about toxic masculinity, they are finding no fault. It exposes the bias at the heart of the DEI agenda that we can really only infer at this point. The paper trail gives you legal grounds. When this guy of this race said X, they said Y. When, he, when this guy of this race said X, they said Y. When I did it, they said Z. Ah, 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 you can't do that. That doesn't mean you'll always win. These battles are, are, are not so easy. But you need to speak up lest we see more of this horrifying news about what's happening to kids. If you stand by and say nothing, just know there'll be more kids who are groomed and abused in 10 years, those kids will vote, many of them having been sterilized or their lives ruined. I hope you understand what your silence means. Your silence isn't violence. That's stupid. Said in a different segment, I'll be more logical. Your silence is their ability to take over. 
Your silence is you retreating from the battlefield and saying to them, by all means, win the culture war. That simple. We don't need to storm capitals. That's stupid. We don't even need massive protests. We just need people to say no. I did it. Look where it got me. I worked for Fusion. They said, just side with the audience. I said no. They said, all right, well, here's some money. Now, will you say it? I said, no. They give me a big bonus. Then I said, is my contract up? Can I go home now? Finally, the contract ended. And I said, bye. I would rather be unemployed, worrying about, you know what? I guess I'm going to go work at a movie theater or a comic shop, but I'll figure it out. You know, I'm reminded of uh, Malcolm in the Middle. It's a great show. This is a really funny bit they did where there's, uh, I, I think it was Reese. If you've seen Malcolm in the Middle, there's three brothers. <clears throat> I don't remember the older brother's name, but Reese and Malcolm. And uh, this teacher is, has got it out for Reese, the uh, one of the older kids, um, second oldest, and just ruining his, his life. And then she basically says to him, you know, I'm, I'm not going to let you do this. And he goes, if you try and stop me, I will ruin your, your gifted son's life. And she goes, I don't care. Malcolm's smart. He doesn't need help. Reese is the one who needs help. So I'm going to do everything I can for him. And the guy's like, oh, and he's like, you wouldn't sacrifice your own child. And just then the oldest brother's banging on the window in a storm, like, let me in. I don't want to be asked. And then she laughs. Great show. It was really funny. But anyway, I'm reminded of this. So my point is, it feels to me like, The school system is that they're saying you would never risk your life or yourself for anyone else. And you know what's unfortunate is that in a lot of ways, they're right. And because people aren't speaking up, they're abusing your kids. Your kids are being abused in schools. They're being groomed. They are being assaulted. They are being given explicit materials. And the Democrats are trying to help them keep doing more of it. For one simple reason. You wouldn't just say no. Oh, no, hold on, hold on. I know a lot of you do say it. I'm not saying all of you. I'm just saying there are a handful of people out there. There are a lot of people out there, to be honest, who are just like, I would rather my kids, you know, experience this than me do anything to stop it. There's a harsh reality, I understand. And that is that if you lose your job, maybe you can't even feed your kid. And so the choice is feed my kid or have them be groomed. Look, I don't have kids, so it's not, it's not, it's easier for me to say, right? I get it. So I won't. But I kind of feel like, You'd rather your kid go hungry than be groomed by a stranger. Not all schools are bad, just most of them. They have these books, these books sitting in, in, in their libraries for your kids to read, to look at. If you don't care, then fine, whatever. But if you do and you won't speak up, it'll only get worse. I'll leave it there, my friends. Thanks for hanging out. Next segment's coming up at 6 p.m. over at YouTube.com slash TimCastNews. Hey, I got more of those 3 p.m. segments because they were fun. I felt like doing it. You know, I just feel like doing We were going to do the live show in the morning and it didn't work out the way I wanted to. So I was just like, I'll just record more segments, you know, to do something. It's fun. I like hanging out in the studio. Then uh, after that, we got TimCast IRL at 8 p.m. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be good fun. I think we're going to have a big show tonight. We got some really big guests. I'm really excited for this. So... Thanks for hanging out. Smash that like button. Subscribe to this channel. Share the show with your friends. And we'll see you all in the next segment. I have heard many people say that we are living in a simulation because some things are just too weird to be probabilistic or happenstance or circumstance. Just yesterday, 
We hear that thousands of supporters of President Bolsonaro in Brazil stormed into their capital. And of course, Democrats are now screaming in outrage. AOC saying two years ago, fascists stormed our capital. And now the same movement of fascists is in Brazil. Well, the reason people are saying that we live in a simulation is because uh, do I have this tweet pulled up properly? Where is it? Here we go. Hodge twins with Brazil has their own damn shaman, too. So we're hearing that two days after the anniversary, January 6th, Brazil is having a January 6th. And there is even a shaman. Seriously? Okay. now, as soon as I saw that, I said, yes, clearly we live in a simulation because how could this playbook be so similar? Unless, of course, it is a playbook. It's planned. It's all part of the same operation, the same strategy for shutting down right wing populism. Okay, well, we got to talk about what happened with the storming of the Brazilian capital. More importantly, Democrats calling for the extradition of Bolsonaro, who's in Florida, because uh, that's fascistic and insane. The dude didn't commit a crime. Other people did. But I got bad news for you, my friends. Yeah, the shaman photo is old. I think it's like a year and a half old, and I think it may be a guy who is literally emulating the Q shaman. So people are sharing this photo and being like, what? They stormed the Capitol and they had a shaman? What's going on? Actually, no. Shaman dudes from something totally different. But Brazil does have their own shaman. It's just it's not simulation. It's not magical. It just literally is. It's probably a guy just imitating the Q shaman dude. But this is big news. Bolsonaro is seen as a Trump-like figure. After he lost his election, many people said that it was stolen. I don't know a lot about how the Brazilian elections work, so I cannot attest to anything, nor do I typically ever. So take it with a grain of salt. I encourage you to look into whatever was going on in Brazil so you can understand the arguments. I'm sure we'll hear some, but uh, I will say, as we read the news, particularly about how there was a storming of the Capitol, take it all with a grain of salt. I don't I don't trust the New York Times. This is foreign news. You know, obviously, we see a lot about what goes on in Ukraine and there's political interests here. The West wants Bolsonaro out. They want Lula, who is the more neo-lib candidate, because he's more pro-US and Bolsonaro is more pro-BRICS, which is this alternate economic bloc, which admittedly is pretty bad for us and I think could lead to a lot of war. But I am not going to pretend to know everything about Brazilian politics. Bolsonaro was seen as a right wing populist. He was seen as pushing back against the, the woke left and a lot of this degeneracy. So you can understand why something like this would happen. But let's start by seeing what The New York Times has to say about what went down. Bolsonaro supporters lay siege to Brazil's capital. Backers of former President Jair Bolsonaro ransacked government offices, denouncing what they falsely claim was a rigged election. Hundreds were arrested. You know what really grinds my gears? Why do you need to say the word word falsely? What they falsely claim were a rigged election. They, They claim it. The fact that they're claiming it shows it's not a proven thing. This is what's so creepy about the corporate press. If I claim the sky is green, it doesn't mean I've definitively proven the sky is green. If homeboy comes out and says, yo, I think that election was fake. It's like, okay, you claimed it. You didn't prove it. I don't need to be like you falsely claimed it. What? It's just it's just very, very weird. You know, look, man. I've been we've been dealing with some stuff culture war wise. And uh, let me just put it this way. It is it is a weird cult out there. 
And you know it and I know it. And we've seen it. But I got to tell you, man, I don't, I don't want to say too much because I don't want to infringe on, on people's privacy because I was talking to some friends who had some drama stuff happen. But I'm just like, I got to say this. When a handful of people say something that seemingly doesn't make sense, don't be scared of them. Just be like, hey, that's stupid. It doesn't make sense. I got no problem talking ish in front of anybody about what I think. I got no problem saying, why are you saying the word falsely in front of the word claimed? That's stupid. But there are people who are like, I don't know if I speak up, people are going to accuse me of being a Trump supporter. So what, man? You know, I really do wish people would grow, grow a pair of balls and just say what you think. But then people will will be mean to me. Ooh, yeah. You know, look, man, we've got to speak up and speak out about whatever, whatever, all this BS, how we feel, what we think, lest we be pushed into the corner. They're tr- I'll tell you what they're trying to do. I'll tell you what they're doing. They're pushing you into a position where you feel you can't speak so that kids grow up thinking what is being spoken is normal. You better start talking. But I'm getting a little offbeat here. Here's a story from the New York Times. Thousands, I'll, I'll talk a bit more about that in another segment. Thousands of supporters of Brazil's ousted former President Jair Bolsonaro stormed Brazil's Congress, Supreme Court, and presidential offices on Sunday to protest what they falsely claim was a stolen election. The violent culmination of years of conspiracy theories advanced by Mr. Bolsonaro and his right-wing allies. In scenes reminiscent of the January 6th storming of the capital, of the U.S. capital, protesters in Brasilia, Brazil's capital, draped in the yellow and green of Brazil's flag, surged into the seats of power, setting fires, repurposing barricades as weapons, knocking police officers from horseback and filming their crimes as they committed them. Oh, I love this. We always said we would not give up, one protester declared, as he filmed himself among hundreds of protesters pushing into the Capitol building. Congress is ours. We are in power. I wish I wish the good people of Brazil got the message. I understand there's a lot of people who are who are angry with government. But standing in a building in the 21st century does not give you political power. It used to because you controlled the central hub and you controlled access to information and communications. Controlling communications is what did it. If you if we're talking about even the early 1900s and you take over a building and you get the radios and say, we are now in control. All these soldiers and cops everywhere are like, uh, what do we do? Because we don't no one can give us orders. If you control the central line of communication, who can give orders? Well, there is no central line of communication anymore. You take over a building. Some other dude just gets on the cell phone and says, arrest them. I'm still here. So, you know, I'd like to say you could just take over, but you can't. I mean, I mean that somewhat facetiously. Mr. Bolsonaro and his right wing allies. Okay, well, as I pointed out, this is the gist of the story. They're in Brasilia. They storm in. Everybody's losing their minds. We have this from AOC. Let's talk about what I think is the real damning story here. The Democrat reaction to it. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez says, Nearly two years to the day the U.S. Capitol was attacked by fascists. We see fascist movements abroad attempt to do the same in Brazil. We must stand in solidarity with Lula Oficial's democratically elected government. The U.S. must cease granting refuge to Bolsonaro in Florida. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? What did Bolsonaro do? He's sitting in Florida. A bunch of his supporters go into the, a bunch of buildings. Yo, he didn't do it. You see, this is the fascism that we see with Democrats and people like AOC. It needs to be called out. 
This is what we need to stop because it ain't just her. Biden urged to extradite Bolsonaro from Florida, bolt hole as uh, bolt hole as rioters storm Brazil's presidential palace. I wonder what Bolsonaro is doing in Florida, mind you, maybe saying out Donald Trump. Quote, he basically used the Trump playbook to inspire domestic terrorists to try and take over the government. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Here's what the independent reports. Democratic Congress members are calling on Joe uh, calling on Joe Biden to deport former Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro back to his country after his supporters stormed the National Congress in an effort to reinstate his power. Thousands of Bolsonaro supporters bypassed security barricades, climbed on roofs and invaded the country's National Congress, Supreme Court and presidential palace, blah, blah, blah. Texas Representative Joaquin Castro called in the Biden administration and local authorities on Sunday to extradite dangerous Mr. Bolsonaro to Brazil when his followers dressed in green and yellow began attacking government buildings. Quote, Bolsonaro should be extradited to Brazil, Mr. Castro told CNN. Bolsonaro was an authoritarian leader, the member of Congress said, adding that the far right president basically used the Trump playbook to inspire domestic terrorists to try and take over the government. Right now, he's in Florida, actually very close to Donald Trump. He should be extradited to Brazil. For what crime? For what crime? I mean, these people are out of their minds. In fact, it was reported that he was under investigation for corruption and fled Brazil to the United States. He's a dangerous man. They should send him back to his home country, Brazil. Jim Acosta, you know him, you love him, says, are you calling on the Biden administration or authorities in Florida to return Bolsonaro, put him on a plane and send him to Brazil as soon as possible? (laughs) Jim, you're not a smart guy. He literally said those words. Yes, absolutely. The U.S. should not be a refuge for this authoritarian who is inspired, who is inspired domestic terrorism in Brazil. His Democratic colleague AOC showed her support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We saw that one. These people are nuts. Meanwhile, over 300 people have been arrested by the police as the president vows to punish the vandals. These vandals, who we could call fanatical Nazis, amazing, fanatical Stalinists, fanatical fascists, did what has never been done in, this, in the history of this country, Mr. Lula said in a press conference, declaring a federal security intervention in the capital until the end of the month. Brazil's minister of institutional relations said the buildings would be inspected for evidence including fingerprints and images to hold people to account. And that the rioters apparently intended to spark similar such actions nationwide. Justice Minister Flavio Dino said the acts amounted to terrorism and coup mongering. And that authorities have begun tracking those who paid for the transportation to the protests of the protesters. They will not succeed in destroying Brazilian democracy. We need to say that fully. With all firmness and conviction, we will not accept the path of criminality to carry out our political fights in Brazil. A criminal is treated like a criminal. Interesting to say the least, my friends. Well, I think the official reporting is that security forces have regained control after Bolsonaro supporters stormed the Capitol and Congress. 
All right. Well, it's not just uh, Joaquin Castro. It's not just AOC. It's also our good friend, Joe Biden. Let me pull up the uh, the hill. Biden condemns assault on democracy after riders storm Brazil government offices. President Biden condemned the protesters who stormed the government offices in Brazil on Sunday in riding reminiscent of the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol, vowing that Brazil's democratic institutions have his administration's full support. All right, let's do the countdown. How long until they say Trump did it, Trump inspired, it's Trump's fault, Trump had a hand in it, Trump's talking with Bolsonaro? It's an unfair question, I guess, because Joaquin Castro already said this was the Trump playbook. Here comes Joe Biden. I, um, I want to say, you know, my friends, I think we all know Joe Biden didn't actually say this. Somebody working for Joe Biden wrote it, claimed Joe Biden said it. I condemn the assault on democracy and the peaceful transfer of power in Brazil, Biden said in a statement posted on Twitter. Brazil's democratic institutions have our full support and the will of the Brazilian people must not be undermined. You know, I got a question. What about the will of the people who stormed the Capitol? Is the, is the insinuation that this group is not pronounced, is not large, is not of the people, they're a minority? I mean, I, I mean, that is a serious question. I am not saying they represent the will of, people, will of the people. I'm saying, do you just not consider that protest an element of the will of the people? Let's talk about what democracy means. Democracy means there's going to be a large group of minority individuals who are angry and demand representation. And if that means they're going to storm a capital, you still have to contend with it. I'll tell you what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I'm not a fan of this kind of stuff. Obviously, I don't think it accomplishes anything for the Brazilian people. I think, in fact, it just empowers the security state, empowers Biden, because we're trying to convince regular people to stop being scared. But then you will see law enforcement go out, arrest people. That's what we have. I think we have mass arrests. You will see mass arrests. Is it the Reuters story? Do we have this one? I don't know. Bolsonaro's Florida stay puts ball in Biden's court of Brazilian rights. Here's what, here's what I was trying to say earlier on when I was talking about people needing to speak up. I'm dealing with people. You know what, you know what guys? I'm going to say it. I'm dealing with people who are fans of the show, who say, we watch you all the time. We, we love what you do. But oh, heavens me, I couldn't speak out. And I'm like, dude, come on, man. Now, that is one of the biggest insults you could ever say to me. So if you ever do see me in public... Feel free to say what's up. But if you say to me, I'm a big fan, but I'm also someone who refuses to express myself and speak up, that's, I feel like it's just an insult. It's because, because I'll tell you why. Now, look, I get it. I fully understand that people are like, I'll lose my job. Like, what am I supposed to do? No, no, no. I get it. I'm sympathetic to that. I'm empathetic to that. But it's like, there are people who say things like, you don't have to worry about it because you're, you know, independent or, dude. I did lose my job. I did walk off my job. I did walk off a, a very high paying multi-million dollar contract. I said, I won't do this. And I tried breaking the contract. That's what brings me here today. But there are people who won't speak up. And because of it, there is no recognition to the true will of the people. I firmly believe the will, of pe- the will of the people rests in the moderate to right space. Conservatives and moderates are probably making up the largest faction because I see it all the time. 
people come up to me and say, like, I'm a big fan of the show. I love what you do. You know, I walked down the street. Me and Luke were at Whole Foods the other day, and a guy was like, was that Luke? Oh, man, you're t- wow. And he, nice to meet you. See, I can respect that because it's like you're willing to say, what's up? You got no fear. That's what I'm talking about. But there are people who are like, I better keep my head down and shut up. Okay, because of that, that's why people don't understand. Okay, I'll put it this way. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and bring these ideas together. If every single person who believed something waved a flag and that was it, all of this would be done. In Brazil, when you see these kinds of protests, the reason why I say they're bad and it's tough, right? It's a double edged sword. It's like I'm saying speak up. I am not saying to storm a capital because when you do regular people get more scared. <clears throat> That's what worries me. There are a lot of people that are scared about January 6th. That's why they did it. The reason why law enforcement kicked down doors, rounded people up and locked them in solitary for two years without charge or trial is because they want you scared. So for one, don't go storming into Capitol buildings. You're not going to you're not going to take political power by standing in a building. It's not how it works these days. More importantly, in the United States, you have free speech in Brazil. You don't that I get. But in the U.S., simply stand up. Express yourself and just say, so be it. Or you know what? Fine. Live under the boot. The reason why I say it's an insult when people come up to me and they're like, yo, I'm a big fan, but I will never speak up. It's because you're saying I will watch the world burn before I ever let my friends know I like you. That is like, I got look, I'm sorry, man. I feel like you're spitting on me. Not everybody does it. 99% of the people who say, what's up? It's rad. Because they walk right up, they fist bump me. I went to the opening of the Hagerstown Skate Park in Maryland. Jam-packed, wall to wall. People were coming up, high-fiving, fist bumping, and it was rad. And I was like, cool, man, I appreciate it. Let's skate. And that was it. People who are willing to be in public, like, dude, F the haters. I respect what you do. I appreciate what you do. I'm standing right here with you. I'm like, dude, I, I respect that tremendously. I understand some people don't want to lose their jobs and they're scared they will. Totally get it. But imagine what it would be like if someone came to you and was like, we're really good friends, you know, or I got, I got one for you. Imagine you're dating some chick or you're, you're dating some dude and you're like, this is the best relationship ever. And then when you go out in public, they're like, dude, I can't be seen with you because it's too embarrassing. Like people are going to, are going to, are going to, are going to talk down to me for being with you. So I won't, I won't let anyone know. Like, come on, dude. Imagine hanging out with your buddies at a bar and then all of a sudden he looks over and he sees like someone from his work walk and he goes, dude, 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 I cannot be seen hanging out with you and gets up and storms off. You think that's a friend? So when I see people and they're like, hey, I'm a big fan, but I can't let anybody know. And I'm like, dude, you're not a fan. Come on. Because you're like basically saying you'd be embarrassed to be seen with me. That's basically it. I believe that if everybody stood up calmly and peacefully, so again, you know, wrapping these ideas together. I think part of what happens is without a massive showing of public support, you get a storming of the Capitol. People feel like they have no support. They take desperate moves. Then when you storm a Capitol, the police come in, they start rounding people up. They're charging them. They're going after anyone who funded the protests. Same thing in January 6th in the United States. And then these regular people who are scared double down on being scared. What we need is just a mass showing. We need people to stop being scared. That's it. Because it pisses me off that, that we, we know, you and I know, 
that we are on the right side of history, as the left likes to say. But that won't be the case if you hide. If you sit in the basement, if you refuse to speak up, the history books are being written, my friends, and what they will say in the end is entirely up to you. But if you decide not to be involved because you don't want to say anything, then your voice will not be recorded. And for all anyone knows, you completely agreed with everything they were doing. Do you agree with what they're doing? Well, if you don't speak up, you know, what the left says silence is violence. OK, I'm not going to say anything as dumb as that. I'm just going to be a bit more logical and say if there's 100 people and 75 of them believe in liberty and freedom, but 30 of them are scared to speak up, you will end up with 25 lunatic extremist activists. But you'll only see 45 percent of the people actually speaking up. So you look like a minority. And even though that 25 percent actually is, they will claim the other 30 percent is theirs. They will take seats in cultural institutions, and you, who refuse to speak up, are effectively a slave of their ideology, in chains, marching behind them, assisting them in destroying the fabric of our nation and Western civilization. So, without being overly dramatic, don't storm into Capitol buildings. That doesn't work. All you have to do is be yourself. Huh. It's that simple, I guess. It's not easy, though. Of course it won't be. But I'll wrap it up there, my friends. Thanks so much for hanging out. You can see the format's a little different these days and uh, still trying to figure out how to, uh, you know, make this all work. I was saying before, you know, I want to do a live morning show, but I'm not sure we're there yet. We did a trial run Thursday-ish. We did a trial run Friday-ish. It worked sort of. It worked sort of. There are a lot of people we, we, we lose who don't watch because they're like, I just want to watch a monologue. I'm done. And we're putting those up, but it created confusion. Confusion is not beneficial. So we need to figure out how we do it. And I think it may be that it has to be a new channel with a new show. And that's just the way to do it. That way, only the people who want to watch live can watch live and everyone else sees nothing change. Stuff. I don't have all the answers. We'll figure it out. We got some uh, good friends coming up uh, to hang out and we'll, we'll see how things work. So smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, become a member at TimCast.com. Thanks for hanging out. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. I think I'm actually going to do a bunch more segments today. We'll see how it plays out, but we'll see you all then. A couple of shocking videos came out over the past couple of days. One shows a basketball player for Old Dominion, Emo Essien, collapsing gripping his chest and writhing in pain. Here we go. Another story of some athlete collapsing on the court or field or otherwise, and there are many. Another video we saw is a young woman for CTV News who had a strange medical issue where she struggles to speak. Her eyes kind of cock out sideways, and then she goes, "Ah," and that one really freaked me out. And I feel bad for this chick because we don't know exactly what's going on. We don't know. We don't know. Many people have suspicions. I'll say it all the time. You're allowed to think what you want to think. I'm not here to tell you what is true or it isn't true. I'm here to tell you that something is going on and there's news about it. But of course, many people are talking about the vaccine. Now, I remain somewhat skeptical, skeptical across the board in terms of everything, because show me direct evidence and I will I, I will take that into account. Otherwise, what we need to do for now is instead of, in my opinion, asserting anything is demand inquiry. 
Right now, what we're hearing is with DeMar Hamlin. I think I'm going to DeMar Hamlin. He's the guy who was the football player who collapsed on the field. And they're saying it's Camosio Cordis that a sharp hit to the chest disrupted his blood flow and that caused him to pass out. It's a very real thing. It very much happens. Here's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing a lot of really crazy stories. I'm seeing a lot of crazy stories about people claiming that it was like a vaccine injury or they're trying to assume that may be the case. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I don't know that. And I think, I think it's absolutely fair to say, yeah, Camosio Cordis is a real thing. It does happen. And it's possible this was it. People just don't want to believe it. But I also think it's strange that You can't even ask the question or get the answers when you ask something about why are we seeing so many athletes? Why are we seeing so many videos of people collapsing, getting injured or otherwise? Why are there so many stories about about heart issues in young athletes? Why are we now seeing so many stories about people having died suddenly? I am not making any assertion about as to what's causing it. In fact, on Tim Castile on the Uncensored show, I said, maybe it's COVID. I mean, that's a fair point. And I think, look, the left doesn't even say it's COVID. Like the liberals in the media, they're not even saying it's COVID. They're they're just coming up with random reasons. And then you have many people on the right or anti-establishment that are saying it's vaccines. Don't look at me. I don't know. But I'll tell you this. If COVID has spike proteins, if COVID causes blood clots, if you think that COVID was manufactured in a lab, could this not be the effects of a leaked bioweapon, whether intentionally or otherwise? All I can really say is I don't know. And um, I want to show you these stories and get into what people are saying and then leave it up for you guys to decide whatever it is you want to decide. As always, I, I always recommend you find a doctor who's actually well versed on these things and can answer simple questions. If you have a doctor and you don't trust them because they're not answering questions or they don't know the answers to them, I should say, then just find a better doctor. Three WTKR, Essien to visit cardiologist. Determined path to return. Let me actually show you the video first so you can uh, get it for yourself and, and think what you want to think. Right side of your screen. There you go. Well, I'm, I'm start over. I'm sorry. There, there he is. This guy right here. He just drops. Boom. Now he's holding his chest and he's writhing on the ground in pain. People immediately get shocked. Yo, what happened to this dude? Why did he collapse like that? What's going on with people's hearts? Why are there so many stories now of young people having cardiac arrest? I'm not talking about a heart attack, a myocardial infarction, and I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to pretend like I've always known these terms. To be honest, though, I have watched Dr. House, so I knew what an infarction was. Anyway, I digress. I don't know. But I will tell you this. If you go to Google and you do a limited search, stopping just before the end of 2019, For the phrase died suddenly, you will find some stories, but not that many. If you search after 2020, quote, died suddenly, you see an insane amount of stories, like several every day. Now, that weirds me out. Certainly, people are going to have questions about why that may be the case. In reference to, uh, uh, in the circumstance of Essien, 
It is reported Old Demand sophomore point, uh, point guard Imo Essien will visit with a cardiologist on Monday to undergo examination and help determine his next steps in the path to return. He went down with little more than 13 minutes in play in the first half of Saturday's 81 to 75 win over Georgia Southern with an undisclosed medical situation. Jones says the sophomore had trouble catching his breath. He was examined by medical staff, which was able to help him return to breathing normally and was able to return to the bench for a remainder of the game. Essien traveled back to Norfolk with a team on Saturday night. Jones told News 3 his vital signs were normal and he never lost consciousness. The point guard underwent a COVID test following the incident, which came back negative. Here's what I want to say. Do you think something strange is afoot? I wouldn't be surprised. There are too many of these stories. I also want to say, don't fall into the trap of highlighting what very well may be a panic attack. And I know a lot of people are rolling their eyes. No, no, but I mean it. Let's say there's 10 stories of someone collapsing on the field. What you want to watch out for is, did you take the one story or the two stories or the three stories that were like normal occurrences and create an opening to dismiss? If this dude, he collapsed, right? He couldn't catch his breath. He was having breathing trouble. It wasn't seemingly a heart issue, despite they're saying he's going to a cardiologist. Maybe it was, maybe what? Maybe they're lying. I don't know. But let's say it turns out this dude's got um, multi- like some kind of muscle, uh, muscle issue. I don't want to say multiple sclerosis or something like that. That's causing him to have trouble breathing. Something totally unrelated to anything relative to, you know, any kind of medical issue uh, in, in terms of a pandemic. Maybe that's it. I don't know. And then you come out and you're like, aha, see. And then they come out the next day and they go, turns out he had uh, he swallowed a nail. Or he inhaled, uh, he inhaled Kool-Aid or, a whis- or whiskey or something and was having trouble breathing. You don't know. That's why my, my stance on all of this stuff is always to just say, let me highlight this very strange and serious occurrence. Let's have an inquiry into the person's health and history. And then we can talk about, is this a pattern of behavior? I get it. A lot of people are doing just that. Great. I don't like coming out and asserting something may be true unless we can prove it. Because then you are easily dismissed and they shut down the whole story. I want to play this one for you. This story terrified me, to be completely honest. This, this, this poor young woman. Let me, let, me, let me play this clip for you. And I'm going to listen to it. If it doesn't, the case can be referred to the International Court it's pretty quiet. of Justice. All right, so Jessica, how do families of the victims feel about this progress that has come just a week before the third anniversary? Well, people we spoke with say they were happy that something is being done, but this is something that they've been asking for since day one. So for them, this is about a thousand days too late. Now, Nairman, I'm looking at after the, the day, families are pushing feds to pushing the feds to. Sorry, Nairman, I'm. I'm I'm not feeling very well right now, and I'm about to... Okay, we'll come back to you right now, and we'll make sure that, Jessica, you are doing okay. Thank you. Oh, man. Look at that last bit right there. For for, For those that are just listening, I'll describe it to you, because, wow. She just starts, like, her eyes kind of just go off into space. And she just starts stumbling around. Right now, we'll make sure that, Jessica, you are doing okay. That right there, like, yo, that look, she just loses it. She's just out. She's in outer space. Okay. Thank you. And her breathing becomes labored and she's stumbling. And then listen to this. We will make sure that Jessica is okay. So, and we will give you guys an update a little bit later to make sure that she is 
doing all right. She is not alone. She is with uh, photog operators. Even CTV News knew when they were saying it that something serious has just happened to this woman. Now, what just happened to this woman? We don't know. Um, I'm not a doctor, man. So I don't know. Was it a stroke? Was it a seizure? Call it whatever you want. We are all sitting here without our medical degrees trying to figure this out. I don't mean that disrespectfully to me or to anybody else. I mean, quite literally, we don't we we don't know. I don't know. But a lot of people have pointed out that she had previously posted about being triple boosted. And of course, this is leading people to believe the vaccine is causing some kind of issue. I don't know. Should we look into it at this point? Yes. I think we should be looking into anything like if if you're getting stories like this and the public has concerns, ask yourself why it is that so many people are leaning in this direction as to, hey, why do we think this may be the cause? The problem is the media ignores it or calls you a conspiracy theorist and just says it's commotio cordis when a man collapses on the field. Here's the issue. It's not that a single person collapsed on the field. It's that we have a list of hundreds one thing I will tell you, as I've often stated on many of, uh, of these shows talking about the vaccine, we've given out triple doses and, you know, hundreds of millions, hundreds of millions around the world. I think, uh, uh, yeah, I think, I think we're in the hundreds of millions of doses. In the United States, I think it's what, like a hundred and something million because people got multiple doses. If there are side effects and everything does, you will see this. So here's what I want to be careful of. Are we looking at a scaling effect problem where you give out 100 million doses of a medicine, get 300 stories of people collapsing on the field, and then think you have a widespread problem? Now, it's bad that anybody would be negatively impacted by by a drug being administered, but side effects exist. And we know side effects exist for like basically every medication. So my point is, it's entirely possible this is there are legitimate side effects of the vaccine or lingering effects of COVID. The question is, why can't we actually figure this one out, have a medical assessment on it? Now, we're starting to get more and more statements coming out from people like Brett Weinstein. And uh, did, I, did I do it wrong? Weinstein? I don't know. I'm sorry, guys. I mix them up. And there was recently a study that said that, uh, and it's one study, that for people under 29, there is a greater risk of detriment than benefit from, I think it was, uh, I think it was Pfizer. I think it might've been all of the mRNA vaccines. I'm not entirely sure. I'm not entirely sure. Again, I always say, talk to a doctor and uh, like, like, like one you actually trust. I'm not trying to tell you what to believe or what not to believe. I want to make sure you know about these stories and the context around them. And with this, this is what the naysayers are highlighting. I want you to listen to this video. This is from CBS2. This is from 10 years ago. Let me, let me, let me play this one for you, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. CBS2's Serene Branson is live at the Staples Center with highlights and backstage coverage we're seeing for the very first time. Serene. Listen to this. Well, a very, very heavy, uh, heavy divertation tonight. We had a very Darrison bite. Let's go to Terrace those for the bit. They have the pet. <laughs> whoa, whoa, what? We had a very Darrison. Heavy divertation tonight. We had a very Darrison bite. Let's go to Terrace those for the bit. They have the pet. She just totally lost the ability to speak live on TV. A lot of people are pointing out that these things happen. That there are many circumstances where we've seen where people on air have have issues, have episodes. You've got a, you've you've got probably tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of hours in what like the last decade alone with all of the different news broadcasters everywhere that are doing this kind of thing, and, and that's probably an understatement. Sooner or later, someone's going to have some kind of issue. 
as to this young woman who her like spaced out and started shaking and was going like, it's weird that we're seeing so many stories of young people having medical effect, medical, medical issues like this. And this is why people are saying something is wrong here. Here's where, where I stop. I say, you're all right. The fact that we're seeing so many stories about something strange happening and medical issues affecting athletes and young people and young people dying suddenly has me alarmed. And I think we need to have like a commission in Congress to start analyzing the data, to start talking about it, to start interviewing people. Hard inquiry. I think we got to get Fauci to sit before a committee and testify once again. I think they need to subpoena him. I think they need to issue warrants like like search warrants go through records, but I don't know exactly what's causing it. And I do get bugged, to be completely honest, about uh, people asserting definitively that it is the vaccine, because I'm like, choose your conspiracy theory, right? Dr. Fauci funds bio, uh, funds uh, EcoHealth Alliance, does gain-of-function research effectively uh, making extremely dangerous pathogens, bioweapons or otherwise, they get leaked from the lab, whether intentionally or not. That causes people to die, drop dead. It's causing young people to have cardiac arrest and all that stuff. Right? Is that And, and then the reason the government and Trump are trying to get a vaccine out is because they're like, oh, no, we leaked a bioweapon. Is it that conspiracy? For some reason, that's an unpop. Like, nobody wants to believe that one. But I'm like, I don't I can't tell you how many people came to me and said, I think COVID was a bioweapon that was leaked from a lab. And I'm like, OK, then why does it have to be the vaccine was the bad thing? Maybe that was the bad thing. And then some people are like, but then they rush through the vaccine and put it out there. And I'm like, OK, well, that's Trump's fault. Look, I don't know. I'm not going to claim to know. I'm just going to claim to say we're seeing a lot of stories about this. We're not seeing, in my opinion, a proper assessment of the issue. I think a lot of people are looking at the facts and they're going to draw those conclusions because they're not being treated fairly, at least in my opinion. Notably that they uh, gave immunity to these, these pharmaceutical companies over potential negative health impacts of the vaccine. That right there is going to make a lot of people come out and be like, okay, that's you. It's your fault. Yo. Let's read about Commotio Cortis, right? Damar Hamlin collapses on the field. Another story of someone collapsing. This dude almost died. Immediately, they said it's Commotio Cortis. When there is a strike to the chest by anything, results in death. This is a crazy story. The survival rate, if you get a defibrillator and CPR, as high as 58%. That's actually really scary. They're basically saying that the death rate is 42%. Mostly it impacts kids 15 and younger, mostly with baseball. The baseball hits right above their chest and disrupts their blood flow, and then they go down. It happens. It happens, I think, um, what do they say? 10 to 20 cases annually. So I'm not surprised if we see a 24-year-old dude trying to tackle somebody, take a hard hit to the chest, stand up, and then pass out. It may just be commotio cortis. This is a tough position, man. I don't want to highlight a story that may have a simple explanation and then assert, I believe something is true, therefore. I don't know. But there was a uh, something we brought up on uh, Timcast IRL. It's this um, table showing hundreds of athletes who have collapsed with heart issues. And that is way more than we've ever seen. And it's escalating. We started noticing soccer players collapsing, heart attacks, cardiac arrest, etc. People said, 
Yeah, it's more than normal, but it does happen a bit. Like in the past few years, like even before COVID, it's like 10 people would collapse on the field. These stories aren't extremely, um, they're, it's like it never happens. But now we have within the past year, 304 in one listing. And every day there are more stories about it. Shouldn't we have some kind of commission through Congress to figure out what's causing this, to bring in doctors and pharmaceutical companies to subpoena documents and get answers, to do the research to figure out why and what's causing it? It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You know what's, what's worrying to me? You've got a lot of people. Let's, let's, let's say the, uh, the first conspiracy is true. Fauci was uh, providing funding. Well, Donald Trump, I believe, is the one who lifted the ban on, on gain-of-function research. But I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he didn't know about it. Donald Trump's the one who pushed through the vaccine. Is it his fault? Some people have speculated what's going to happen is, into the 2024 cycle, Trump's going to be the nominee, They're all, and then everyone's going to finally come out and start, like the mainstream media will start blaming the vaccine and say, Trump did this to you. Trump rushed this through. We all knew it. Then, of course, you have the mandates. But what if it's something else? I don't know. I, that's all I can say, man, is I don't know. But let me show you some stuff. Died Suddenly is a documentary I'm sure you've seen. And they talk about these weird blood clots. I'd like some, uh, some answers as to what those blood clots are all about. I don't know what causes them. The documentary itself asserts the vaccine. I disagree with their assessment. I think it's, I think it's look, there's the phrase out of sight, out of mind. And then there's the inversion to that. You see what you, you know, to a hammer, everything looks like a nail. When you buy a car, all of a sudden you see that car everywhere. I got a Tesla. Now I can see everybody driving a Tesla because it used to be that I didn't think about it. So the issue with this is what's causing the clots? Many people think it's vaccination. I, my response is, OK, but what if it's just COVID? We know COVID causes clots. The response from many people, this didn't start appearing until after vaccination and it didn't appear during COVID. My response to that is it could be a delayed secondary reaction to COVID. It could be the spike protein in general. Maybe it's both. I don't know. What I can say is that I think it's strange, considering the timing, that we're seeing a massive uptick in people dying suddenly, injuries on the field. And that is enough for me to say, yo, we need an inquiry. We need a medical assessment. And we don't need the mainstream media on this one. Here's a story about a, uh, this is a 37-year-old woman, died suddenly. They also reference this story. This week, this is from Massachusetts State Police. Three active duty law enforcement officers passed away suddenly within the past seven days. Twelve state police dishonorably discharged for failing to get the vaccine. Cardiac arrest can happen to children, what parents of kids in sports should know. I mean, it just feels like it's a weird thing. You've got this young woman I already showed you having a strange episode on TV. I don't have the answers, man. I don't. I wish I could tell you I knew for sure. I don't. Former PSG footballer and Olympic champion Modeste Mbami dies aged 40 after a heart attack. And I'll tell you this, too. Here's what makes it challenging. 47-year-old mad dog surfer, he dies while surfing. They said that what happened was he had a, um, what did they say? The rest, he was in cardiorespiratory arrest. 
He's 47. He's a surfer. So he's, he, he appears to be fit. Could this have just been a heart attack? I mean, look, man, there are a lot of stories popping up where it's like Adam Rich, star of Eight Enough, dies at 54. Oh, he's 54 years old. Sometimes 54-year-olds have heart attacks and they die. That's the challenge. The, the thing that, that is, is interesting to me is this. MMA Victoria Lee dies suddenly at 18. Why are we seeing so many young people die? Let's get the answers to that. That's all I can say, man. I don't know. Find a doctor that's um, savvy, up to date, has read all of the modern studies and literature and ask them, say, hey, I just saw a study about masks. I just saw a study. Do the research and ask them. If they don't have an answer, say, how can I trust your assessment if you don't have the answer to these questions? Find a doctor who has the answers and is going to treat you right because nobody wants to go to a doctor who's going to not understand anything about science or medicine. Until then. I will not be surprised that as time goes on, more and more people are blaming the vaccines because it feels like the establishment is ignoring everything. It feels like it's all being dismissed. Well, if you do that, people are going to come up with their own answers. So maybe it's all on purpose, huh? Maybe maybe they want you to blame Trump. Maybe they want you to live in fear. Maybe. But do, do right by you. Get your exercise, get your vitamin D, eat healthy, talk to an actual uh, nutritionist and doctor about uh, the best things you can do. I cut out sugars for the most part, um, down to like 50 carbs per day and on the weekends, you know, have a little cheat day or whatever. So I'm not I'm not trying to be this like hardcore only eat meat carnivore diet guy, but I lost weight. I got better. My blood pressure went down. I'm feeling a lot better. I think just take care of yourself. That's the best I can say. I can't spe- I can't speak for anybody medically. What I can tell you is this. When I got COVID, I talked to a doctor and they said, have a seat. Good luck. I, you know, I, I was getting really sick. Talked to Joe uh, Rogan. He was like, you got to just find a, find a private doctor and talk to him about your symptoms and they'll, they'll, they'll get you something. And then I did. Before, uh, basically during this, this circumstance, I think, it was, I think it was a little bit before, I had a doctor say I wasn't a candidate for the vaccine just because they were like, well, you're, you know, what was I like 35 at the time or something? I can't remember. I think it was 36. And they're like, your vitals seem to be fine. You're young. You're not a risk factor. We're not really worried about you. Maybe you should wait for someone else to get it. There are people who need it more than you do. And I said, okay, that was it. I don't know what else to say, man. That was, that was, that was the advice I got. And um, man, I just don't know. I wish I could come out and tell you definitively. I knew what was going on. There's a lot of people who do. There's a lot of doctors who do. There's a lot of doctors who don't. I saw a video of a bunch of pediatricians saying, get your kids the vaccine. And then I, I see videos of other doctors like, you know, Pierre Corey and Peter McCullough being like, hey, man, about this. And Dr. We- and, and um, uh, Brett Weinstein, they're saying something totally different. So I defer to the experts, man. We'll see where this goes. I just all I can say is I want you to know these things are happening. And I want you to be reasonable and I want you to be safe. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash TimCast. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Former Virginia Tech player benched after refusing to kneel during BLM riots gets $100,000 settlement. Let it be said, my friends, stand up. Believe in yourself. We got your back. This former 
Virginia Tech soccer player filed a lawsuit alleging she was being benched for refusing to kneel in support of Black Lives Matter has received a $100,000 settlement agreement. Kirsten Henning is receiving the money from her head coach as part of an agreement to dismiss a federal lawsuit that alleged her First Amendment rights were violated. The Roanoke Times spoke to one of Hennig's attorneys, Cameron Norris, who said the settlement included no admission of wrongdoing by either his client or Charles Adair, the coach in question. Hennig, Henning, sorry, it's Henning. Is it Henning? Yeah, Henning claimed that Adair removed her from the starter position when she refused to kneel during a unity ceremony at the start of 2020. Okay, we get it. We get it. She won. She won. I'm going to talk to you guys about this because this one's this one's grinding my gears. She won. Look at that smile on her face in that photograph. That's a smile of $100,000. But let's be real. It could be the end of her career. Is $100,000 worth it? Over the past uh, weekend, uh, past couple of weeks, actually past several months, it's been a long time, more and more professional skateboarders have been speaking up to me and saying that the industry has gone woke. It's apocalyptically bad. And they don't know if they want to be involved anymore, what to do or how to deal with it because they don't make a lot of money. You know, this uh, Virginia Tech soccer player, she had a lot to lose, let me tell you. Virginia Tech. I don't know what skill level this woman's at. I don't know. But you, 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 you go from college, you go to the big leagues, you go to the Olympics. If she really did have her career ended because of something like this or put her career at risk by refusing to take, to, uh, refusing to take a knee, she could be losing millions of dollars. Now, for women's uh, major league sports, it's probably not as much. Men tend to make a lot more. But I've been talking to a bunch of skateboarders over the past couple of years. And I'm not going to I'm not going to name anybody because I don't want to force someone to stand up for what they believe in. They have to do it themselves. I just wish they would. There's a handful who do follow me on Instagram. You'll see exactly who is. They are outspoken. I'm a big fan. I grew up skateboarding, but I saw this story and I was inspired and I need you too to believe that you can win. I don't know where this goes with this, uh, this woman, Kirsten Henning, but I'm glad to see that she was victorious in standing up for what she believed in for this country, despite the negative consequences. Here's the interesting thing. Skateboarders are some of the most, the quickest to bow down in shame beneath the boot of wokeness. And it's for two reasons. They have just enough to lose. They're scared of losing and they don't make enough to say F you. It's fascinating. I was talking to some pros and uh, pro skateboarders don't make a lot of money. Maybe they make 50K a year. There are some pros that are ultra famous that are millionaires, of course, but that's few and far between. Skateboarding is, is an industry where, for the most part, you make money off other skateboarders who tend to be broke. It's not the same as football where you're doing, you know, Wheaties boxes and, and, and the cover of video games and stuff. The culture just isn't big enough. So when someone has no retirement plan, no health insurance, and they only get paid $40,000 a year, despite having hundreds of thousands of followers, they say to themselves, I can't lose this. It's literally all I have. I can't go work at a, at a theater. I can't go work at like, you know, a Silicon Valley company. I don't have those skills. What I have is I grew up skateboarding. I'm good at skateboarding and I'm making money and I got to keep my head down. The interesting thing about it is there are other sports, rollerblading, for instance, they got nothing to lose. 
you can't take away what you don't what, what, what they don't have. So I've found that many of these athletes have no problem speaking out. But skateboarders have just enough to where they would rather be indentured servants chained to the neck, marching behind the cult of wokeness. You can win. Many athletes have won. But more importantly, do you know why this this woman, this uh, Kirsten Henning won? She didn't win because she got cash. She won because she said, I know what I believe. I know what I'm willing to do. Quote, Kirsten Henning was benched for her free speech and you paying a giant settlement proves it. Mortara continued, we would like to thank you and your bosses at Tech for paying the equivalent of several years of tuition. Henning sued originally sought for her to be reinstated on the team, but she has since graduated and is not eligible. Will she keep playing? I don't know. Not everybody who goes to college and plays sports expects to go major leagues or go Olympic. But this is where we're at right now, and it's time to make a change. It's time to stand up and say no. And this is my shout out to all of you. You know, look, I skateboard. I, uh, I skateboard quite a bit. I also I started rollerblading a couple of years ago. I'll tell you why. Because the skateboard industry is full of cowards. I'm sorry, that's just the reality. You'd think a dude willing to throw himself off of a 10 foot high, 20 foot long set of stairs with the board flipping under his feet, landing and maybe breaking himself to do it. And just just to get a small paycheck, you'd think that person would have courage. You'd think. But they are terrified of the cult. Now, I get it. I understand why. But I'm not. I'm not. I don't care. And so people come to me and say, it's easier for you to say, Tim, you know, you've got your own company. I have my own company in spite of all of this. I left those companies. I refuse to play ball. I refuse to bend the knee. I refused to take a knee. Quite literally, they want you to kneel. Oh. This woman said no. This uh, Kirsten Henning said no. And she leaves school with 100 grand. Hey, probably going to pay off her, school, her student loans if she has them. Maybe she was on a scholarship. Take a look at this. I mentioned this on uh, Timcast IRL, the new Timcast Skate logo. Some people said Timcast Skate Company. That's stupid. That's a dumb name. And I'm like, you know, what? you're kind of right. So how about Redskin Skate Co? Here's the point. The image you are seeing, for those that did not understand it, is not an iron cross. It's a logo formerly of the company Independent. Quite literally, I took the Independent logo and I created a similar version and uh, uh, but I'll say this, it was the independent logo. It is no longer the independent logo. They stopped using it. Redskins is no longer a trademarked name of a team. I'm sorry. They're the Washington commanders. Now, I don't know if I would actually, to be completely honest, I wouldn't want to actually use the name Redskins. I personally don't like it, but I can understand why people would be upset that a longstanding team would, would drop the name. But I want to make this point because there's a difference here. You name your team the Washington Redskins, and uh, some people are offended by it. Many people aren't. The iconic image, the, uh, the, the, the mask at the logo was the chief Native American, actually was, was granted to them. That's my understanding. And so my attitude is the fans like it. No one's really complaining. Why cave to a cult? At the same time, personally, I wouldn't want to use the name. I did this to make a point. I do, however, intend on using this logo. Maybe we won't call it Timcast Skate Co. Maybe we'll call it Canceled Skate Company. Independent used a rounded cross symbol for decades. They dropped it. Maybe you saw us talking about an IRL. My point here is this. 
seeing this woman stand up for what she believes in and gets and get and get paid out and graduate and move on with their life. The rewards are there. Independent has this logo all over the world. They used to at least they no longer use it. They've removed it from all of their products. I say, good sir, if you do not want that, you are you are scared of the backlash and you think it's racist. I'll take it because it's not. We need more skateboarders to stand up. This is this is my shout out to them. More skateboarders need to come out, stand up for what they believe in. At the very least, just say, I don't care. Go away. Because what I've experienced, I went to the Hagerstown Skate Park opening. It was awesome. People were coming up, giving me fist bumps, shaking my hand. No issues there. I go to DC Freedom Plaza and apparently the skate scene, they're like, oh, Tim Pool was here. Another stupid nonsense. So were a bunch of other people. Had fun, played skate. I did a fakey, uh, fakey bigger flip. That's cool. I haven't done that one in a minute. So the fact that I, it's, 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 it's 540, the board spins a 540 and does a flip and you spin with it. It's fun. Did a bunch of other tricks. Had a good time. Had a good time. We're going to come back. We're going to go back next week. And I've had people saying to me, aren't you scared? Isn't it dangerous? We are going to go to DC's Freedom Plaza next Saturday unless it rains. This is funny. I, I did a poll and I said, should we go to DC's Freedom Plaza and, uh, and do a big skate jam and meet and greet? And uh, they did a poll. and I said, I will abide by the results of this poll. And it's like 70% yes, 30% no. And I, my, my idea was that uh, maybe some like leftist skateboarders are going to be like, don't come here. And then they would start sharing it around and they'd say no. And I'd say, OK, you know, hey, but everybody said yes. OK, so we're going to do it. And there are people saying, you know, aren't you scared? It's dangerous. And I'm like, my, 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 my friends, I will not ask you to do something I would be unwilling to do, despite the swats, the swattings, despite the death threats, despite all of that. For me to ask you to stand up for what you believe in, despite the fact that you could lose your job, if you really think it's dangerous for me to go out and announce in one week where I will be at DC's Freedom Plaza, then so be it. I will be there. And you know what? I'll bring friends. We're going to bring the boys. We're going to get a big crew together and we're going to skate, mind our own business and have fun. And if you end up being in DC or in the area and you want to come skate with us, it may get a bit crowded, but that's all we're really going to do. Uh, Now, here's what I really fear. I really fear that like a thousand skateboarders will show up and we won't be able to actually skate and get too crowded. And the cops are going to be like, guys, there's too many people here. I'm just want to I just want to skate. I had a good time there. I rode around. I did uh, the the, the Nolly hard cancel flip in a game of skate with uh, with with this dude. And then he was like, oh, man, this is such a crazy flip trick. How can you even do it? And I'm like having a good time. I was goofing off. Did a little Nolly frontside nose tap 270 on a curb. I was just chilling. And the fact that there are people who are trying to claim that there was anything weird about me having been there. And that's and that's my point. Like, apparently at some other skate parks, there's like, you know, because I have friends who skate in the area. They're like, oh, yeah, people are talking about how you showed up. And I'm like, what do you mean they're talking? I showed up to skate parks all the time. We go skating often. We go to Catoctin Skate Park all the time. How is this an issue? Oh, because D.C. and there's far left weirdos who, who hang around and they got mad about it. Stop being scared. Do not fear these people. I'm going to bring, well, if Taylor Silverman wants to come, we're going to bring Taylor Silverman. She's the skate, uh, the female skateboarder. She spoke up about um, biological males competing in female sports. And we're going to, and we're going to do exactly what I ask others to do. And we're going to do what Kirsten Henning was willing to do. Speaking up for what she believed in saying, I ain't kneeling. I'm not bending the knee to you. That's inspirational. And I saw this. 
And I said, I'm tired of living this way. Maybe for me, it's more dangerous than it is for you. I don't know. Maybe you have kids. You speak up and say, look, I just don't agree. And I don't want to be involved in this anymore. And then you get fired. Maybe you're a skateboarder and you say, you know what, man, I'm not down with this woke stuff. And then they, all your sponsors drop you and you lost what little money you had. Okay. Do you think my physical safety is at question if I announce a week in advance where I'll be and then go out into public and just skate? If you do, I want you to recognize I don't live in fear. Let them come. I'm not going to let anybody tell me what I can or can't do. You're, you're, you, you do not scare me. You know, when I go and skate and I get people being like, oh, are you sure? Like you should tell people I'll, I'll see a picture of me skating here. Come hang out. Yo, I walk around all the time. I'm not going to live that way. I will never live that way. There are a lot of celebrities that live that way. Nah, not me. I'm not going to live that way. There are a lot of people who are like, well, you know, we have security threats. I'm not going to live that way. We're going to take moderate security precautions. I'm not stupid, but I'm also not scared. And we're going to bring our friends out. We're going to maybe, hopefully I can get some scooter guys. Hopefully I can get some, uh, um, some bladers and some boarders. And we're all going to hang out and hold hands, all different disciplines, swinging back and forth, singing our song under the sun, just here to have a good time, relax on a Saturday. Now, it might rain. So I tweeted the poll and then I looked at the weather and it says rain is forecast. And I was like, okay, if it rains, we'll push it back one week. And people are like trying to back out, Tim. I'm like, no, we can't skate in the rain, dude. Anyway. I'm going to wrap this up. Maybe start putting out some uh, shorter segments to go along on this channel because um, they're there. And if I can, I will. Shout out, man. Kirsten uh, Henning. Awesome story. Like, seriously awesome. Glad she got the money she deserved. Glad she stood up for what she believed in. Inspirational stuff. I want to inspire people as well. So I hope to see you there next Saturday at DC's Freedom Plaza. There's a a good chance we're going to have a whole lot of fun. That's about it. We'll get a bunch of people and, and we're not, there's no, there's no politics. I'm not going there to say vote for anybody. I'm not going there to assert anything about anything other than let's play game of skate. Let's do this. Let's have a big game of skate contest on Saturday. I'll bring, I'll, I'll, I'll bring a, a big fake check for a thousand dollars. Winner gets a thousand bucks. Okay. I'm, I'm going to say I'm half joking. I don't actually know that we're capable of doing anything like that. What I can say is show up. This is Freedom Plaza, Saturday, if it's not raining, 10 a.m., hopefully it's not too cold. I'll be cruising around. It'll be fun. We'll see you there because I want to stand up for what I believe in. I hope you do, too. All right. Thanks for watching this segment. we got more coming, and uh, I will see you all in a few minutes. We're going to do more segments on this channel. Adios. A video is going viral showing a man sitting at a restaurant unloading a handgun into a would-be robber. And it's generating a bit of controversy. The latest news right now is that Houston police want to talk to a restaurant customer seen in shocking video shooting dead would-be robber. Graphic video footage captured the moment a robber with a plastic gun was fatally shot by a customer at a taqueria in Houston. The controversy is this. The robber didn't have a real gun. He didn't need to die. The controversy is also after the customer shoots him several times and he goes down, the customer then goes pop, pop again. And that's where people start having the debate. But I'll tell you where I stand. The customer did the right thing. The unfortunate, but right thing. I am sorry to hear that this man died. And he did. I'm sorry to hear these circumstances exist. But my friends, life is not fair. 
if you aggress upon someone and threaten their lives or the lives of others, then it is within the right of the others, of the people, to stop you. But let's read the story, and then we'll talk a little bit, little bit about the controversy so you can understand why people are even debating at all. The Independent reports, a vigilante customer who fatally shot a masked robber at a Houston to carry is being sought by police. Shocking video footage of the robbery at Ranchito No. 4 in southwest Houston shows a robber circling the tables demanding cash and valuables from customers. As the gunman passes a booth, a patron pulls out a handgun and begins firing at him from behind, like point blank. The customer continues shooting at the, as the robber collapses to the ground near the restaurant front door and then stands and delivers two more shots point blank. The security video recorded at 11.30 p.m. on Thursday shows. The robber was dressed in black in a ski mask, black gloves, etc., pronounced dead at the scene by emergency responders. Police said the suspect was armed with a plastic pistol such as a BB gun. The customer then returns the stolen wallets and cash to the startled diners before leaving in his pickup truck. Houston police have released photos of the shooter. They've not filed any charges. Quote, officers were dispatched to a shooting call at the restaurant at the above address and observed an unknown black male in all black clothing. He had been shot multiple times. Paramedics pronounced him, pronounced him deceased. Witnesses told officers the suspect entered the restaurant and pointed a pistol at patrons. Witnesses told officers the suspect entered. Uh, they say it twice. Okay. As the suspect collected money from patrons, one of the patrons, described as a white or Hispanic male, produced a gun of his own and shot the suspect multiple times. They say that it was a BB gun of some sort. Doesn't matter. And I'll tell you why. Anybody knows anything about guns? You know the basic rules. Guns are always loaded. Never point the gun at, a gun at something you don't intend to destroy, among others. That, those are the two that I want to focus on right now. This, this robber pointed a weapon. Apparently it was fake. Doesn't matter. He said, by doing so, he will kill you, period. Well, that's it. Statement of intent to murder someone. So this patron did what he had to do and he shot him. He did what he had to do. I am saddened by the loss of life. You know, I grew up watching these superhero shows. Batman and Superman, they don't kill. You don't cross that line. What's interesting, though, is as much as I respected those stories and the ideas that the writers imbued into those, into those comics, I don't agree. And you look, at the, you look at these stories and Batman will never kill and Superman doesn't kill. There are a few arcs where they do, don't get me wrong, but the general idea is they don't. No, this guy, he's a hero. And I, and I, and I hate to say it because I don't want to, I, I would never glorify aggression, but this was not, this was self-defense and we need to be clear about this. The robber, I wish he didn't die. I wish he didn't pull out a gun and point it in people's faces because to anyone else, they, that, that, that was simulated, I mean, execution. The fact that his gun is fake doesn't matter. It is not incumbent upon the victims to assume a gun is real or not and then say, but if I do try and save my own life, I could go to jail because maybe his gun's not real. No, it's incumbent upon the person committing the crime to accept the responsibility. In this, in this case, he died. And again, I don't want anyone to get to die. I think violence is, is, is bad. But the violence was the robber, not the patron who fired in self-defense. Now, here's the debate. The plastic gun. I already addressed it. Doesn't matter. Anyone would assume it was real and their life was in danger and it's not their fault to think so. But what about the two extra shots when the guy's already down? Nope. As much as, again, I don't want anyone to get hurt. Just because someone gets shot doesn't mean they're not, it doesn't mean you've won and, and you've stopped them. 
He could have shot this guy one time and then been like, that's reasonable. And the guy would just turn around and start unloading. You've got to eliminate the threat because it's not just to you. It's to other people in that restaurant. I want everybody to be armed. We talked about this last week. We talked about a woman on a train who got raped in full view of of patrons who did nothing. That's crazy. That's crazy to me. You know, I've said it. I've said it before. Like if it were me, I'd probably drop kick the dude. I'd, I'd stomp on him. If I saw a guy climb a woman like that and she was screaming, I'm on a train. And I've and, 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 and that's a real risk to me, I guess. But I'm not saying this because I'd be like, oh, man, I'm going to use some sweet kung fu moves. I've been training. You know, I know how to how to how to, how to protect myself and do I, no way. I, I uh, took some Taekwondo classes when I was a little kid, uh, actually took some kung fu classes for about a week when I was like 19. But I don't know nothing other than watching commentary from MMA dudes. But I would probably just lose it. I'd probably just have an adrenaline surge and just try and stop the guy. If he pulled out a weapon, then I'd probably be backing off. But, you know, I'm not going to sit by and just watch some woman get attacked. But there's a simpler solution to all of this. Be armed. Because bad guys are armed. They don't care about the law. That's why they're robbing the store. You're not allowed to rob a store. Did the no robbery sign not convince him? I don't understand. Why doesn't the restaurant just put a robbery-free zone? Because somebody who intends to break the law will do whatever they have to to break it. And that means if guns are illegal, so what? Robbery is already illegal too. They're going to ensure that they have the ability to hurt you to get what they want. So these gun laws only stand to take away the rights of good, normal people. And that's the issue I take with it. We can't. We can't live this way, man. Now, I do some, I have some fears, reasonable fears. I think that lady on that train should have had a gun. I'd recommend maybe like if you're in the city, first get training, get a permit if it's allowed. And then a small 22 of some sort. Nine millimeter is good. Um, my view on it, like I'm not an expert or anything like that, but I'd, I'd probably want, you know, something small, frangible or hollow point because you want to mitigate any external damage and you only want to use it against the person who's aggressing upon you and threatening your life. I just don't understand how it's supposed to be incumbent upon this woman to have a man climb on top of her and then her be like, well, hopefully it doesn't kill me too. Nah, you attack someone. That's it. Your life is is now on the line by your choice. I do have some fears, as I mentioned, that there will be terrified people. There will be a woman walking down the street and she sees a guy walking and she gets scared. So she grips her gun and then makes a mistake. I fear something like that. That's why training is also extremely important. But I don't think it should be mandatory. We went to a shooting range this week and we had fun. Got to fire a suppressed FN 509. It was nice. I'm not the biggest fan. Suppressors, it was a little wonky. It wasn't, it wasn't cycling properly. And then we have to like, you know, uh, recycle it and stuff like that. But uh, the recoil was less. The, the noise obviously was less. It was fun. And then we, 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 got, we used a bunch of other ones. And, uh, you know, being there, I think it's, it's, it's important people understand the basic rules of using these weapons. It's important you go to ranges and learn how to use these weapons. And I mean, I'll put it at that. I'll put it at that when I say this. I want everybody to exercise their rights to keep and bear arms. I don't want robbery or robberies to happen or burglaries to happen. But if somebody wants to, to, to put their life on the line because they want to commit a crime, that's on them. When we spoke at Turning Point USA... 
you don't allowed to have guns. I don't agree with that. I think everybody in the audience should have been should have been allowed to carry a weapon. Because the risk is on me, not you. Your rights should not be infringed because I make a choice to stand in front of you. I want to go up and stage in front of thousands of people. That doesn't mean you lose the right to keep and bear arms. I think there are negative consequences to this idea that rights can be suppressed. Now, don't get me wrong. It's private property. And I respect private property rights as well. So if I get a business and I say you can't come in for this reason, well, you know, it's my business. There are some limitations. But let me put it this way. If we're going to play this game where a guy's got to serve a cake or, or get sued because it's our right. You want to assert your rights in this business? Let me assert my Second Amendment rights as well. How can a business deny my right to defend myself? But then they also can force someone at that business to provide a service. If we're going to play the game that public businesses are in public, then you should be, as a member of the public with rights, able to keep and bear arms on their property if they want to abide by the social contract. Here's how I phrased it before. If you've got a shop hooked up to the public uh, sewer lines, to the public roads, with public police and fire department and ambulances readily available for you, for you at your disposal— well, you're part of a system we're all paying into. And thus, I think it's fair that um, you provide certain, certain services within reason. Somebody wants a cake that says something, and you provide a service to the public. You're, ocup- you're occupying space that, not to be av- that, that, that um, takes away availability to any other business, limiting competition, and then you're denying certain people. So, like, I don't like the idea. A black person walks in and says they want food. You say, no, no, nah, that's, not, that's, not, that's not okay. In the instance of the bakery, that story was basically the guy didn't want to write a certain message. And I, okay, I understand that argument. But I'll put it this way. If the liberals want to argue that a business must abide by my rights, that includes my rights to keep and bear arms. The story's unfortunate. The robbery shouldn't have happened. Dude shouldn't have died. But the end result was a good guy with a gun saved people from someone who threatened their lives. I hate to see it. I really do. It's never good. But it's just not as bad. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up in a few minutes. Thanks for hanging out. We'll see you all shortly. Over this past weekend, we got word Andrew Tate was being rushed to the hospital. Was this a matrix attack? It's kind of a crazy story. Because of uh, what happened with Epstein, everybody's a little bit on edge about individuals going to jail and then being hospitalized. But apparently... We have some new information about what happened, and it doesn't seem to be that big of a deal, but I don't know if I trust it. That being said, Bolsonaro was also just admitted to a Florida hospital with abdominal pains one day after his supporters stormed government buildings. Perhaps that stomach pain was stress being built up from him being like, what is going on? And uh, Democrats saying they want to extradite him, but I don't know for sure. These two stories, I think, are worth talking about, but I don't know if there's a whole lot beyond just the idea of someone being rushed to the hospital and the fear that many people have of, I guess, assassinations. So we'll break these up. The first thing we'll talk about is Andrew Tate, and we'll talk about Bolsonaro, and there's like limited overlap. It's mostly just the idea, but here's the story from The Independent. The Twitter account of far-right influencer, wait, 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 (laughs) hold on there a minute. Far right? Andrew Tate is not far right. Dude's not even political as far as I know. Maybe a little bit. But what does it mean, far right? Whatever. Posted a cryptic message on Sunday as local media reported he'd been hospitalized in Romania. Mr. Tate, 36, and his brother Tristan Tate remain in custody in Romania 
after they were detained under human trafficking and rape charges. It is unclear whether the tweet was sent by Mr. Tate himself or by someone else controlling the account. I'm assuming it's by someone else. The tweet read, the Matrix has attacked me, but they misunderstand. You cannot kill an idea. Hard to kill. They all, the, the account also shared a link to a news item by a Romanian news agent, news, news outlet Spy News, which reported on the hospitalization. The report mentioned that the hospital visit took place after the brothers were given routine medical checks in jail. Okay, so here's, here's basically what it says. This is Antenna 3, a CNN-partnered Romanian news site. It said, yesterday, he Tate was taken out of the central prison of the Capitol Police and taken to a hospital because when he was incarcerated, according to the procedures, he was given a medical examination and the prison doctor asked him if he was suffering from certain ailments. The attorney for the Tate brothers notified the Central Detention Center and stated he had certain medical problems. Based on this notification yesterday, he was taken to a specialist consultation in a hospital in the Capitol. The report added that he was later returned to the prison where he was being held. Okay, so is this the story of an assassination attempt? Let me be real with you guys. I don't know for what reason they would try to assassinate Andrew Tate. Unless, like, he was actually trafficking women and trafficking some powerful dude's daughter. There's apparently, like, some politician's daughter that claimed that he tried to convince her to come out and do cam work for him or something. So maybe what's happening is he stepped on the toes of some powerful individuals and thus the hammer had has fallen. Or... He got arrested. They say, do you have any issues? And he says, I got a skin condition or something. And they go, we'll get you some ointment. Like, no, for real. Like, this could be as simple as he says something like, oh, yeah, I got uh, athlete's foot. And they're like, OK, we'll send him to a con- consult for like foot fungus stuff. And then they return him back. I'm not saying he literally has it. I'm saying it could be something rather innocuous. I doubt he's got like diabetes or like an STD or something. But who am I? Who am I to say? I don't know. For all we know, the statements they're putting out are lies. And they brought them to a doctor because they're going to like force them on pills or something. I don't trust the machine. And that's what makes the Andrew Tate story so difficult. Right. We had Eliza Blue on the show and she said, look, there are people coming out and they're saying they're they were survived. They're survivors. They don't like saying victim because victim is like a negative. It puts you beneath it. I, I get that. A lot of people take issue with the idea of saying survivor because like, dude, you weren't going to die. But she was like, well, they don't want to be victims. And I'm like, oh, actually, I agree with that. Like, you shouldn't be a victim. If someone does something to you, it's like you've been victimized, but you rise above. So I get it. I get it. But it's hard because Andrew Tate's a guy who comes out and challenges the machine and says no to it, tells people to stand up, tells people to get their life in order in a really aggressive way that some people have called like MMA Jordan Peterson. But if it's true he's lover boying, lover boying up some girls to make money, then we got a problem. We got a problem. So a lot of people just don't believe it. They try to ban him across the board. They come after him and they say, I want hard proof. Prove it. My friends, they will just say it. That's it. And then people are going to choose whether or not they want to believe it. I don't know. I don't have the answers for you. I can only tell you that you choose who you trust. Bill Cosby, tons of women come out and said like he was putting, you know, um, what was he putting in that? um, It's the, the, the allergy medicine. I can't remember what it's called. That he was like making them drowsy with allergy medicine and then and then abusing them, if you know what I mean. And it's like, well, the only evidence you have is a whole bunch of people say it. I guess the fear from a lot of people is that there's like a video of some woman being rejected by Andrew Tate, who apparently is coming out now saying she was victimized. And people are like, oh, here we go. We see this story very often when we really do. And that's what freaks people out. Women wanting something and then regretting it. 
I am not saying that all of these circumstances are regret. I'm saying we have to be careful about women who are lying because sometimes they do. And I'm not saying all the time or majority of the time. I'm not saying 90%. I'm just saying there are some women who have done that. Calm down, feminists. Now, at the same time, Andrew Tate, I guess the latest news is back in jail. So we'll get more updates on this. Bolsonaro gets rushed to the hospital. And this is big news. Yo, what's going on? Bolsonaro got stabbed in the abdomen during his 2018 presidential campaign. He's previously undergone surgeries, but it's currently it is unclear if his latest ailment is linked to his ongoing abdomen issues caused by the knifing. It was brutal, dude. It was like a deep thrust right into his gut. Crazy stuff. Look, I get it, man. I did a previous segment where I'm like, I'm going to be in D.C. skating on Saturday. Come and hang out. I want to just encourage every single skateboarder, bring your friends, come skate the plaza. It's going to be fun. We are going to have a good time. There'll be nollie flips and kick flips and gazelle spins and bigger flips. But a lot of people are like, man, are you crazy? Like your life's in danger, blah, blah, blah. Whatever, man. You know, Bolsonaro knew it. I know it. He went out and he had his supporters. They were carrying him and someone attacked him. This is the reality of of asserting yourself in these spaces. I'm not going to back down. I'm not going to I'm not going to be a whiny little crybaby about it. I fully recognize a couple things. One, I mean, like, we'll see what happens. It's, it's crazy that an average person can be like, hey, everybody, let's all go meet at the plaza. and No one cares. And if I do it, all of a sudden it's like a big deal. It feels kind of weird. But there may there may be limitations. But I fully intend on being out there in D.C. Hope to see you. But here's a, here's the story with uh, Bolsonaro. He's been admitted to a hospital for abdominal pains. Here we go. The far right politician. Oh, everyone is far right these days. huh? He's currently living in Florida, was rushed to Advent Health Celebration Hospital because of his ailments. Details of his severe pains have not yet been released, but his admission comes just hours after his supporters wreaked havoc and stormed Brazil's Congress. Yeah. His fans refused to accept Bolsonaro's election defeat and yesterday charged into the Supreme Court. This we know. The attack reminiscent of January 6th. Yes, 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 yes. We know. We know. It's been two years, man. Isn't that crazy? It's been two years. What? 20, 20, I, I can't believe it. I can't believe it's been two years. I guess I kind of can. Bolsonaro has had ongoing issues with his, with his abdomen, was previously admitted to a hospital in Sao Paulo in January 2022 because of a blockage found in his intestines. He posted an image of him laying in bed with his thumbs up after being admitted. So I think the fear here is that He's being ad- admitted because someone's trying to hurt him or end him or something like that. But I, I don't know. So far, it doesn't seem to be the case. He's in Florida. He's probably safe, probably talking to Trump or whatever. You can I mean, dude, dude's probably got to get in shape, man. You know, Bolsonaro, cut that sugar. While in Florida, he's been allegedly staying at the home of Jose Aldo, a retired Brazilian professional MMA fighter and UFC champion. Oh, OK, that's really cool, actually. Do I follow Aldo on Twitter? I don't know. The pair were pictured inside what appeared to be Aldo's Orlando home. A few miles from Disney World, the former president posed in MMA gloves and in one photo even had Aldo jokingly in a headlock as the pair beamed from ear to ear. It's funny. Bolsonaro is facing a variety of investigations at home for his time in the presidential office. Arrived in Florida late December 30th. Reports suggested he plans to stay in the U.S. for at least a month and maybe up to three. Since arriving, he has been he has been filmed wandering around his temporary neighborhood, soaking up the adoration of expat Brazilian supporters who flocked to the house where he is staying and even staged a mini rally in support. That's really cool, man. Um, we've been talking about going down to Florida in a couple of months. It'd be really cool if we could find a way to, to, to sit down with Bolsonaro and, and have a conversation with him. That'd be really great. I don't know. Is he a good English speaker? I'm not entirely sure, but uh, it would be really, really awesome. Uh, Brazil is one of uh, one of my countries, man. 
What I mean, it's like one of the few countries that I've been to and really liked. Ukraine's awesome. Been there a couple times. Uh, Brazil's awesome. Been there a couple times. I've been to a whole bunch of other countries, but uh, Brazil and and Ukraine are countries that I really, really do enjoy being in. I'm I'm really bummed about what's going on with Ukraine and Russia and all that stuff because Ukraine really is just awesome. It's it's awesome, man. And so it's a bummer. Absolute bummer. He's also been filmed inside a local Publix grocery store. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, people are so crazy. Like, they want to extradite him. Yo, he's not his supporters. I think he's all right. He'll be all right. I think these stories are, uh, I don't know. People probably overhyping it, so I'll leave it there. Hey, look, I did three bonus segments, I guess, today. Maybe we'll keep it up. Assuming the news is there and I'm able to do it, I'll keep doing it. So uh, thanks for hanging hanging out. Stick around. More to come. IRL is tonight, 8 p.m., and we'll see you all there. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.